Flying Casual is brought to you by Patreon supporters Jory Webb, Nate Edison, Wes Anderson, David Bush, Brent, Kelly Breckner, Andy Dugan, Rob Patsky, Scotty Hawk, and Aaron Knotts. May the Force be with you. You're listening to Flying Casual, a Star Wars podcast. Here's your host, Michael Canterbury. Boy, no, they're not Sith plots, Holly. It's actually just what camera angle looks better on the dog. You know, it's I was sad. trying it's to. Sad. I was trying to play it up like, oh, yeah. oh, oh it, it's lie. just the normal. But Michael was like, yeah. live stream nine thirty. Chewie's camera angle is awful. I can't lie to these guys. There weren't any Sith plots. However, though, Windows, I mean, I'm used to streaming on my Mac, guys, but Windows seems to just, like, wipe everything clean when I come back uh, to OBS. I don't know what's going on, but uh, we fixed it. Um, just when I think, Holly, I, I bragged that we had so much time. Yeah. We watched the episode twice because it was literally 15 minutes long. I <laughs> uh, had so much time to get everything set up and, ha- and drink a, a nice cold Michelob to start things off. Yes, I, folks, I know it's pronounced Michelob, but uh, Michelob sounds... I don't know, more refined? I'm not sure. I don't think any of it sounds refined. I think people start thinking that I'm drinking craft brews and then... Maybe Michelob. There it is. Michelob. (laughs) Yeah, we need to find us a nice French-speaking fella to to pronounce Michelob. Or gal. Oh, so what? I said or gal. Or gal. You said fella. Or gal. gal. Okay, I thought you were speaking a a different language. I was like, (laughs) I'm not familiar with that French phrase, but uh, that's okay. Uh, Guys, welcome. Welcome. Thanks for for joining us. Uh, We've got uh, myself here and Chewy. That's pretty much all we got here tonight. I'm kidding. Holly's joining us here as well as Luke. Uh, Everything seems to be going smoothly. I, I think we... Our volume is pretty okay, but let us know if we can go up a little bit. I'll turn us up a little bit more there. Um, but Michael's the, trying to yeah. get turned on a... Trying to get turned on. Turned up. That's why I'm drinking a Michelob. Things, <laughs> things are going to get interesting. Things are going to get interesting. Thing. Uh, let's start that over. The Michelob strikes back. Say that five times fast. Michelob strikes back. Michelob strikes back. Michelob strikes back. Is that what you wanted me to say? You said three, I could say that's that all fine. day. I could say it all that's day. That's good enough for me. Guys, we're talking about Chapter 14, uh, The Tragedy Today. Um, Once again, another week of, hey, guys, it's 3 a.m., let's spew everything on the internet. Uh, So Holly and I just went sans internet. Like Holly said today, Holly took the day off, and she said, I didn't get on the internet today. (laughs) As in, like, she didn't look up a recipe, she didn't do anything how, how was it of recipe that was where i went first yeah <laughs> yeah okay well i have been getting into cooking so i guess that checks out classic but- <laughs> classic you cooking yeah yeah okay but um if anybody knows me you know how hard it is for me to not be on the internet Crazy. because yeah. i am always on the internet Big and problem i am for you. yes oh my god i am so addicted yeah. to every single social media except for twitter yeah. I hate Twitter. Yeah. I hate it so much I almost just dropped the F bomb. Wow. Let's not. Just, it's too, a little too <laughs> early. People are still, you know, monitoring the situation. So Listen. Yeah. yeah. I Listening. don't I don't like Twitter. But I stayed off of everything today, mostly Good. because I kept myself busy. I ran yeah. around, I painted some stuff. I had a great day off. Thanks for asking. It Michael. was a great day. Uh Luke, did you avoid the spoilers uh yourself as well? Oh yes. I uh Started this bad boy at about eight forty a.m. So 
I didn't have much time to be spoiled. That's fair. The first internet Luke's getting is Disney Plus, which I appreciate that. Um, also, I was worried about Luke. Haven't heard from Luke in a couple of days. I was like, man, we need to check in. And it's just things have just been crazy. The work's been crazy, but it's nice getting, you know, a little treat every Friday here, guys. Just really digging into The Mandalorian. And the past few weeks just have been killing it. I, I'm going to say especially this week. Yeah. I, I'm going to come out hot and say this was a favorite of mine because it just – Yes, there's high stakes, but it wasn't so deep in the lore. It was just a rocking good time. Um, a lot of, you know, a lot of violence, which is cool. But, I mean, it just, the stakes didn't feel that high. It didn't feel like I was expecting someone to show up. I don't know. I just kind of, all that kind of went away when we started the episode. I was like, I don't expect anyone to show up. I'm just here for the for the party. Yeah, Holly. I think that changed for you halfway through the okay. episode, though, because... Did I say something? You I did. Had no you idea. literally okay. said, okay, okay, who's going to show up? Oh, I, I meant Jesus. I thought right. the Lord was going to come down and just <laughs> smite everybody there besides Grogu uh-huh. on the rock. Nailed it. Yep. Nailed it. On the seeing... Rock. The seeing rock. There's something there. Is that what Ahsoka called it last episode? I don't she remember. Did. Yeah, she did. Um, so, uh, Luke, I want to go to you because I don't know if I'm sensing some hesitancy on this episode or maybe it's just because we haven't talked. Uh, what did you think of this one? I predicted this this reaction, this uh <laughs> Because I said last week that was probably my favorite episode of the series, and you were a little like, yeah, less less um, uh, pumped in that regard. Yeah, uh, not that you didn't like it, but that you didn't put it on that pedestal. Definitely. And uh, as I was watching this one, uh, I was like, I think Michael's really going to come in <laughs> hot on this one. Uh, I just had that. I just had that that uh, intuition. But Absolutely. no, this was like the. Um, this was a 40-year-long payoff for the cult of Boba Fett. Yeah. Like, everyone loved him because of the aura and the look. Yeah. And Slave One is cool. But in the original trilogy, he doesn't do much at all. We get a little bit. Yeah. You know, Django does some pretty good stuff, good action in Attack of the Clones. Yep. And... Uh, but this really was just like hail, hail to Boba. Yeah, Django's introduction felt like a hey. That armor was too cool to not be redeemed. <laughs> we're gonna make him seem like he's kind of a BA. Um, we're gonna make him this really handsome guy in Tamara Morrison, and he's gonna have a sick blaster, uh, and he's gonna fight Obi Wan, and he's gonna handle him. I mean, he did a pretty decent job. Yeah, Boba came in there and disrupted things. Yeah, that was kind of cheating, Boba. Yeah. But that's just who Boba was at the time, right? A little cocky asshole. Like, he just was. And he it looks like, apparently, over some time, he's he's changed. Things have changed for him. Um, so that's, that's just how in sync Luke and I are. I know when Luke's just like, you know, it was an okay episode. And he knows when I'm like, hey, man, this one was freaking awesome. Holly, you also were loving this. I'm a little concerned for my safety in this household because <laughs> when the violence escalates, Holly's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Murder him. What is that? A lead staff? Yeah. Shove it down his throat. A She's lead just lead staff. Yeah. Oh, Boba Fett. Okay. Yeah. No, Maybe it's the Tudor era thing. You're just down for violence. Okay. Listen, yeah. that's not true. Always. Well, yeah. Occasionally. Yes. But most of the time, no. Yeah. Okay. 
So I, I, so far, I've got you. You're a violent person. Done. No, I, put it in the books. I'm not a violent person. Okay. But I really did like this episode. I don't know if I could put my... We watched it back to back, right? Well, that's because you only needed five minutes to do it. Well, so, yeah. 20, I mean, we had so much time. But yeah. I just like... I don't know what it was about this episode. I just really enjoyed it, first of all. Yeah. I see all these people. Oh, my God. Boba Fett was such a badass. Yeah. Okay, listen. Yep. I knew oh, that. Yeah. I knew that 12 years ago. Oh, yeah. I have had the Boba Fettuccini handle for literally every social media yeah. that I've ever had since, like, high school. Yeah, lots of Fettuccini. Yeah. Oh, my Boba God, I Boba. love pasta and yeah. Boba Fett. so cool. Okay, but that's for real. Yeah. And everyone used to make fun of me. They would they say, did. like, "Why? what's so cool about Boba Fett? Yeah. Like, there was a lot of other things they were making fun of Holly for, but Boba Fett was one of them, yeah. I feel like Boba Fett was, like, the main thing. Really? I didn't... What a blessed childhood you had. That's the only thing you were getting made fun of? Wow, that must be nice. People didn't really make fun of me. Oh, wow, that's cool. (laughs) Hey, ladies and gentlemen, one of the cool kids here we have uh, joining us on the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. You've been loved your entire life. I don't know. I just thought this was awesome. It looked like Tamara Morrison did a lot of his own stunts. Yes, Um, If that that is incorrect, then someone can let me know. But I just thought that was pretty cool. Um, And you know how you can tell that? Because it was him in the shot. Well, they either did that or they matched that little beer dad gut. I know perfectly with well, a stunt double dad bod. I'll tell and you now, right great. here, guys. I can't move the camera, but like, I stand a chance in showbiz. <laughs> I don't know if I can move like that guy anymore. I got bad catcher's knees, but uh, I hey, you stand a chance. I, I thought that was awesome. He was bursting out of that armor a little bit, but I was down. And, and you know what? Why shouldn't he wear it? I, I think he did it's a his. lot of the stunts. Yeah, yeah. And I like I do. Really appreciate, obviously, we haven't gotten any backstory on Boba Fett, and honestly, I don't know if we will. Yeah. But I kind of appreciate seeing that shift, because we know that he's been through some shit. Yeah. And I kind of, I don't know, it seems like he has a little bit more honor now, and he's a little bit more patient. He's still just as angry as he was. He just um, has been able to reflect a yeah. little bit more it so we talked we talked about this several weeks ago right we get the introduction of boba and we're like he definitely wants the armor back like we know he's tracking him he wants that armor back for sure but like are we really going to have another villain coming after uh, din and the child there there was talk i don't i don't remember who kind of started that conversation what if boba fett ends up being a good guy what if boba fett down in that sarlock pit was just melting quite literally just melting for what well, i don't know a couple months couple years and had some time to reflect and maybe i don't know because in the comic books he seemed in the comic books with boba fett are just a few years apart from where we are now and he was kind of still a dick back then very selfish i don't think i've ever read any of the comic books of boba fett well take a little boba fett from the clone wars and age him you know, 10 or so years, and that's who you expect. Okay, yeah, but he has a reason to be active. Like, honestly, oh, absolutely. I can't Come on. blame Let's him in the Clone Wars yeah, yeah. when that little man-child was acting that way mm-hmm. because, I mean, I wouldn't trust anyone, and I would be angry. Everything that you knew yeah. got ripped away from you. Yeah. So, like, the fact that even 25 years later, he's able to, like, come back around and be like, we made a deal. Yeah. My end 
hasn't been completed yet. I'm yep. going to make sure this child gets returned safely to you. It, it definitely taps into that kind of foundling information that we were we were introduced to here. There's been years of debate. Is Boba Fett or Jango Fett actually true Mandalorians? And it, for what we know of Mandalore now and the foundlings, yes, kind of. Uh, but Luke, we're sitting here on this this blessed Jedi rock. It looks a little bit like Stonehenge. I, I saw this sunken kind of pond, almost look like uh, the temple that Luke was in in the Last Jedi when he's talking about uh, Sheev Palpatine. And I was like, "Holy shit! Maybe this is where Luke shows up, and he just he just beams down, or something happens." But uh, the moment just kind of taken away. You see, Slave One fly. I mean, how did you respond to that? Were you just like, that's Boba? Or is it someone got Slave One? But how did you react? It was, uh, oh, bleep, Slave One. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that was definitely my reaction. I said aloud to, to my dog sitting next to me. Um, yeah, it was just like this. Like you said, this episode didn't, didn't um, waste any time. Yeah. I didn't think we were necessarily, I had no idea what to expect going into this episode for the yeah. first time in a while, but I didn't expect us to get to Tython immediately. Yeah. It was just like, bam, we're going to Tython. Absolutely. After that touching little moment, um, which I think we've glossed over a little bit, the the moment where they're in the cockpit for that, you know, opening. Um, yeah, absolutely. Which in so much of season one was like a little fighting vignette most of the time, that little, you know, cold open. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of this season has been more that space has been used for the the father son type relationship. Absolutely. Uh, that that Mando and Grogu have, and you have this this touching moment uh, between the two of them, uh, which I have a question about. You know, we'll get to later, but uh, yeah, it just. It just I was amazed that we we got to Tython. I already got on the the seeing stone. Yeah. And that something actually happened. Yeah. I was expecting it to almost be a bit of a letdown. Yep. And they were kind of hinting at that first when he's just sitting there and trying to get the butterfly, which is a great, you know, just building that up for a minute. And then for it to go into like portal mode or whatever was going, was going on there and for him to be locked in for there for a bit. I was like, all right, I know. Are we going to (laughs) see what he's connecting with or who he's connecting with. Yeah. Uh, but obviously we didn't quite get that payoff. So I think that's, you know, obviously going to come a, a couple episodes down the, down the row. But like this season has seemed to spend less time going off in different directions yeah. than season one did. It's been more of like, let's just go. Yep. Uh, so that's been, that's been cool to see, but that, I want to ask you two, what you thought of that, that opening scene. I was a little surprised when he got, upset at Grogu and I, I, I'm not quite sure what he was upset about and I, I can't figure it out I wonder what your interpretations are when he yeah. did he feel like Grogu wasn't in control because of like when he took the ball it was like bam it was like zoom. did he want it to be more of like a gradual gentle pull of the ball and is that why he was upset yeah why, like why did he snap at I, Grogu in that I moment I miss that because I I I thought he was just like overly excited. Holly, how did you take that? I, I didn't, I guess um, I didn't catch it much. I took him as being upset because he told Grogu, he's like, no, 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 I'm not, 
I'm not angry with you. But I took it as, you know, he's still not sure how the force works. It's yeah. like a totally foreign concept to him. And so I think it's very scary for him. And I think part of him is still in denial that this is something that Rogu has. This yeah. is an ability or, you know, something that he's in tune with that he can utilize and call upon. Because I think that he's still a little bit scared about what Ahsoka said, you know, yeah. about the dark side and mm-hmm. what happens to Jedi when they go down that dark path with all the fear. And I think that's kind of in the back of his mind. Yeah. Um, so I think that every time Grogu is going to really like use the force, I think it startles him right now. I don't know. That's just how I kind of took that. He's to me. So now that we're talking about that, because I kind of missed that. I just kind of thought he was like excited that, it, that he actually did it. But now that you guys are saying that and I watched it that second time, you're right. And it's almost he's learning the lesson that Master Yoda taught us in The Last Jedi that we are what they grow beyond. And I think in a very simple understanding here with Den and he really doesn't know about the force and it that, oh, my God, this this little guy who has been so helpless very quickly is now, you know, doing things that I couldn't possibly imagine. And, and I think you're right, Holly, in that it's a little scary. And, no, he, he didn't listen to me. I said, take it easy. You know, you're going to do it exactly like, you know, Ahsoka did, and you're not listening. That's scary. And I don't know how to control that. I, I, I any power that I have over this relationship is is yeah. changing now. So Jory said, I think he was upset because he kind of realizes that he can't train or help him on his journey. So he feels yeah. like he's in over his head, which I think is a really great point because in this episode and the last episode, we really start to see the relationship escalate and Din's kind of stepping into that caretaker role and that more, he's more of a nurturing figure in Grogu's life. And I feel like they're having this really deep or starting to, you know, form this really deep emotional bond. Mm -hmm. And I feel like at that point also, I mean, if he's going to lose Grogu, because ultimately his, his task or, what he's been tasked with is taking him to a Jedi who can help train him. Yeah. He's going to have to say goodbye. Is he? I, I don't, I think it's going to be really interesting if Din gets to stick it out with Grogu. And I don't know if we've ever really seen a force sensitive like Grogu really be brought up by, by someone who knows nothing about it. I feel like that could ground a Jedi, right? Like, we know we heard Luke talk about the Jedi hubris and just, like, their failures and and, and being legends, and maybe you need someone to kind of keep them grounded who's seen, obviously, a lot of the world um, can help guide him to that point, but kind of like Cal Kestis, get to that point of, like, you got to choose your own path, but I'm... I'm going to do what I know best. I'm not going to try to teach you the force. Like, yeah, we're going to have someone else, you know, come and help us with that. But, but we're going to learn this together. We're going to learn from each other. And I think, you know, we've never really seen that in Star Wars. And that's going to be fascinating. I, I kind of hope, I hope he doesn't offload him. Um, as much as it seemed like maybe someone's going to show up in that moment or we're talking about Cal, we're talking about Ezra. It's just kind of cool when you limit forced users and they can learn from each other and, and, and see where it takes them. I, I don't know. They're going to learn a lot from each other. They already have. What, yeah. What? There was something that he did say in that moment. And I don't remember what it was. Mm-hmm. The group doesn't really remember what it was. Aaron said it sounded like he yelled dank Farrick. He said something Ooh. because I think that there was a conversation about that on Twitter that yeah. I was avoiding. Yep. Um, which I got on after we watched the episode. Go. 
But I think that there is something behind that that he said because there was someone who asked. They were like, hey, like, what Easter eggs did you guys catch in this episode? Because there were a lot. Yeah. And I feel like that was something that somebody else said. Hey, yeah. this happened, but I don't know what it was. So if somebody knows yeah. what that means. It was a very important moment. And, and, yeah, we've seen a lot of them in the cockpit together. We've seen, you know, a lot of different interactions. But this one felt different. We got a laugh I know the out laugh of Den Jaren, which is great. I, he's such a hard ass a lot of the times. It was nice to see him just kind of have some fun and maybe – if not this season, next season, he he comes out of this whole, like, I'm your guardian and getting you. Because, I mean, he's very focused. Hey, we're, here's the mission. We're getting you here. We can, you know, we're, I'm going to drop you off to whoever's coming. But let's hope it, it transfers to something or transforms to something different. He's a little more of a, we keep saying father figure, but something like that. A little more caring because I think one of my issues in this episode was his reaction to losing the guy because, to me, that, that bond is there, and I wanted him to react a little more, and it was kind of just like, they got the kid. It's like, oh, he's still a mission to you. Okay, we got to get him back, and then, but when is it going to really break? When is it really going to break Den down? Because you know it is. Um, so it was a very important moment that we needed to have there at the beginning of that episode. So, Luke, I'm glad you brought it up. Um, and, and, yeah, we get to that temple, didn't know what to expect, had no idea, and then... This rock lights up, and we're beaming Wait. Scotty up. Oh, what? Oh, Before no, we do yes. that, can Come we on. talk about the yeah. butterflies? We can. We talked about this. We noticed the butterflies. It felt purposeful, didn't it? Yeah, and I think... Come on, Holly. I don't know. I So then I looked into this a lot, because I feel like we're at the point now where we know that Favreau doesn't put something in any of these episodes just to put yeah. it in. Yeah. Phrasing. He... <laughs> Yeah. Everything is intentional. Yeah. Right? Everything serves a purpose in every single scene. Every little detail is there for a reason. And the butterflies, to me, had to have been there for a reason. Yeah. Okay, so I know that a lot of people were like, oh, it's like homage to Kylo Ren or Ben Solo. Because there were some of those Disney shorts where... Yeah. And I don't think these are canon. Those like... Well, not so fast. Okay, well, somebody can correct me if they are. I don't. Yeah. I don't know for sure. But there's a couple different episodes of those Disney shorts where Ben Solo is young Ben and he yep. goes with Han and Chewie and they go deep into a cavern and I think Han and Chewie are trying to get crystals and Ben's trying to get these little blue butterflies and yeah. these blue butterflies are like a really big deal. Yeah. And so I think that people were trying to make a connection between just Ben Solo and the blue butterflies, yeah. but I actually think it's deeper than that mm-hmm. because I think in a lot of episodes especially rebels we see and i guess the clone wars we see it with ahsoka we see a lot of animals mm-hmm. you know kind of coming around these force users we see it with kanan and doom the wolf the we wolves, see it with ahsoka yeah. and mirai and so i think that there's something very special at least to me this is just yeah. how i feel i think there's something very special about creatures mm-hmm. coming around a force sensitive being mm-hmm. um or a force user when they are about to have a force experience, if you yeah. will. No, oh, it's a huge theme, and especially in the animated stuff. You got the the the, the space whales, and and there's just when you when you're starting to interact with that nature, yeah. And oftentimes they they wield some aspect of the force, and, and it binds us, it penetrates us, it, it 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 brings us all together. So, I think it is. You see something like that kind of out of place because it kind of felt a little out of place. You're like, that's just not a random butterfly that they got on the set or something. Like, right. it was purposeful. Um, and it's kind of like 
and again, this is just me. I could be reading into it too much, yeah. but I feel like butterflies are very symbolic. Yes, absolutely. Um, especially, I mean, they're a big symbol for like change, metamorphosis, yeah. you know, the whole actually like how they turn into a butterfly that I feel like that would be like a very special creature to have, especially mm-hmm. in the case of Grogu, who I think is going to go through a lot of really yeah. big changes. And I think we're going to see, hopefully see some big growth for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and that's that's what that moment felt like. It felt very intense for him while he was meditating in this little, I don't know, chamber, force chamber thing. Like, it, it wasn't, it didn't feel like him communicating with anyone. It felt like him downloading, like, decades of things that he's missed out on and, and maybe even training. I, I don't know. It, it felt like it. it took a lot out of him. It wasn't, you know... He didn't pass like Luke Skywalker. It's not like he was projecting himself somewhere, but it felt like he was downloading information almost. And I think, and that's what I think those butterflies do. It shows a, a transformation is happening. It's a, a change is occurring, and not so much. And maybe he was reaching out to someone. I, I don't know. But uh, if we're going to talk about Ben Solo, though, we talked about Luke coming back. If Luke's going to come back, he better have Ben with him. That's all I'm saying. He better have Ben Solo with him. It better be a two for one deal. If we're if it's going to happen. Let's just go all in with it. But uh, Luke, you mentioned the butterflies there. Did was it just a random fly on the set, or was it you know purposeful? It seems like it was. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know about any potential Ben Solo butterfly effect. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that that certainly went over my head. Um, I thought it was more of just like the classic sort of example of a, a kid who's disinterested in, yeah. in what their parent is trying to get them to do. Like, like uh, a kid playing outfield in a baseball game and they, they're picking the dandelion flowers out of the ground instead of paying attention to the game and the ball flies near them and, and they miss it. I <laughs> yeah. know that sort of thing is what I, what I was getting just like the innocence and the distractedness of, of Grogu when, when Mando wants him to dial in to yeah. the seeing stone and, and tap into the force and like, let's get this, let's get this taken care of. Um, so I took it just more as that, just like, like a sort of comic beat of like, let's show even the play with the audience a little bit, make us think, oh, nothing's really going to happen here. Yeah. Um, just to throw us off. That That's, that's how I took that. Cause I didn't know about any, um, this other stuff, but it, it, like it makes sense because like you guys reference, there's a lot of animal force connectedness in, in other stories in the, in the Star Wars universe. So that like, I can see it um, for sure. And, and on an earlier comment I missed was uh, Michael, when you talk about some of our earlier discussion, when Boba first appeared earlier in the season and we speculated what's what's he going to be later on in the season, and how is he going to come back into the fold? And um, yeah, I know I, it, maybe it was you, Michael, or others in the council um, definitely talked about him teaming up with Mando. And I took it more as like I went the route of thinking of, of him as more of a an adversary, an antagonist, an evil side character in the universe, yeah. and him being recruited. By Gideon is yeah. what I what I uh, speculated, which clearly hasn't come to pass. And uh, I was thinking that as like Gideon needs somebody who can go up against Mando and, and match him. So yeah. that's what I was thinking, like, oh, we need a Boba Fett to match Mando. But then they introduced the Dark Troopers, and like, oh, yeah. these are the things that are going to be able to match up with him. So uh, 
went a little bit different route, but it's kind of the same idea. Well, it makes sense. That's all we that's all we know Boba Fett for. And like you said, he wants his armor back. He's gonna get it back. Whether you know he can he can bring him in warm, he can bring him in cold. He he's gonna get it back. Whether that's you know cordially from Din or he's gonna take it from him. But well, but yeah. Then we see there was a moment where he could have just taken the armor from the ship and left. Yes. He wasn't obligated yeah. to stay there for any reason. And yeah. he went down. He was at the Razor Crest. He knew that his armor was in there. He looked at the ship. Yeah. And you even commented on that, Michael, when we were watching it. You were like, "Oh, there he goes. He's gonna get the armor." Yeah. And he did, but then he came back. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Something has happened to Boba Fett, which could make for an epic comic book. It could also make for a really interesting novel. I think some some nice self-reflection in a novel from Boba Fett would be way different. I, I actually think I would like that more so we can understand a little more because in a comic book, it's very quick. We're not going to get a lot of time with him. Um, I, I do love the imagery, and I think it serves Boba Fett well, but... A really in-depth... Now, now I don't think we need a, a an Obi-Wan kind of Tatooine moment. It would be much different, though. Obi-Wan sitting in his hut, you know, the sun basking down on him. Boba Fett's in a Sarlacc pit, boiling uh, in, a, in a hot Sarlacc stew. Little different Ew. perspective that we would get there. But I, I think it would be interesting, right? Boba Fett's... I don't know. He doesn't have a whole lot. And something has changed for him. Some, some of that anger has, has passed, and he's lost his, his bounty hunting family. Yeah. So what, what, what does he have? What really changed him? I think a, a, a one-off novel about what's happened, I'd be down for it. Holly, would you? I mean, you'd pick it up. Uh, you know I would pick Absolutely. it up. Um, I do also want to say we haven't mentioned this at all, and this mm. is like a really, really big thing. Phrasing. <laughs> Phrasing. At the end of season one, yeah. after Fennec Shand died on Tatooine, we, we got thought, a clip yeah. of somebody with cape and boots walking up to her body, mm-hmm. and that was it. Mm-hmm. And everyone was like, oh, my God, it's Boba Fett. And I was like, there is no freaking way it's yeah. Boba Fett. I yeah. was wrong. So wrong. It absolutely was Boba Fett. And here he is doing some crazy cyborg magic yeah. to Fennec Shand yeah. How and bringing her back from the dead. He learned something there on Camino, yeah. probably. Well, I mean, I guess she, theoretically she wasn't dead at that point. Guys, but, I, I, I'm just having a moment. I, we've gotten through probably a third of this episode now, but I'm having a moment here with Boba Fett. I just think about this kid growing up on Camino. He has no one but his dad. There's thousands of beings on this little water vessel, and he doesn't interact with any of them. Right, there's so many out there like him that are him essentially, and he can't interact with them. He has his father, and that's it. He he, he seems to connect more to the to the Camino workers there than anyone. Uh, so it, it that family that he had is gone, and then that family he's created. Well, Star Wars is about family. There's even a story about family here for Boba Fett, and it's just it makes you feel for him. Star Wars can take the biggest dicks. <laughs> Phrasing. And do something with it. They can make they can make them decent beings. It's just it's magical. So I, I'm I'm down to see something about Boba's journey. I, I think it's it's too rich there to to not and it doesn't have to just be on Tatooine, though it seemed like he kinda maybe said he was stuck on Tatooine. Um so maybe we don't need another stuck on Tatooine story. We've kinda heard that. We're gonna see that with Obi Wan. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot happening on Tatooine, I guess. <laughs> Place to be. Yeah. 
Probably, or not be, Probably I guess. some freaking temples there, too. I don't. So much happens there. It feels like it's a hot spot for Star Wars and, and the Force and temples. But uh, I don't know. I guess we just haven't really found them yet. But uh, so uh, we're on that rock. And, and yeah, Baby Yoda goes into this trance. Something's going down. Uh, he even looked like he was grimacing. It even looked at one point we thought he was aging. We're like, oh, my God, is this is Brent's theory true? And here comes old Yoda shows up. He's like, mm, crazy that journey was like that would have been wicked. But uh, <laughs> and then Slave One just blows my I'm like, it, it can't really be him. But man, it just like Luke said, like a deserving moment, I think, for fans of Boba Fett, who I just kind of chuckled in the past. And yeah, but like, hmm. I mean, he backed up that armor this yeah. time and that talk. I mean, such great action from him. Such great use of all the utilities he's got going on, let's Holly, in that armor. Let's talk about that knee blaster. <sighs> Phrasing. Yeah, not just a knee pad, we find out. It's full of rockets. That's pretty cool. So uh, I, I just, I, I was blown away uh, by this whole scene. It just... So many stormtroopers coming out, Holly. When that first that first ship dropped down, we thought it was dark troopers. It even looked the smoke was coming out, and it looked like the shape of them too. We're like here they come! No, it's just stormtroopers. And you're like, okay, what? What? What are they gonna do? What? Are they, what are they gonna do? Um, but you send enough at a couple Mandalorians and and and, and, and what was her name? Finnick. Finnick Shand. Finnick Shand. Um, it's gonna overwhelm them. And so, but that whole that whole fight scene was just so well done, Holly. You mentioned it. It was almost it was reminiscent of of the kind of new age kind of medieval fighting you see in films now and stuff. Yeah. And it was sped up and it was just it was cool. I mean, it makes sense because um, we haven't even talked about the director, but this uh-huh. was directed by um, Robert, Robert Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. And it just like I mean, he did Kill Bill. Kill Bill two. Two. Yeah. And he's done, like, a lot of those, like, heavy action movies, right? Sin City, yeah. Sin yeah. City, and I just, like, it just had that feel, but it, I don't know. You guys know, like, I'm a big fan of, like... Violence and murder. We know. <laughs> we know, yeah. I think it was just, like, really good, and I love that scene where the stormtroopers were shooting at Fennec, and mm-hmm. she realized that she had to move and do something, and she's running along the top of that ridge, and they're just... Yeah blasting right behind her and then she thinks really quick and she shoves that boulder down the mountain that's cool and like takes out the um turret or whatever you whatever that was yeah i thought that was awesome she was great yeah i was surprised how how i I don't know how i was just stuck in the action for so long you're like you're kind of on this like it's not a desert planet but you still kind of have that vibe there's some rocks yeah but they they made it interesting um, just, I don't know, Luke, what did, what did it, was it, was there too much fighting going on? Was it, was it too, you know, Sin City style for you? Like what, is there something about the fighting maybe that just, did it just drag on too much or did you really enjoy that? No, I think with how brisk the episode was in general, it, it didn't feel, uh, like it was too long. There were those beats in between yeah. where you, where you could, um, rest a minute yeah. And see what was, you know, some of the dialogue between Boba and uh, and Din and, and Fennec there gave us a rest after a little bit of shooting happened, you know. Um, and then you get a lot of action throughout the episode and, until, you know, that's the ending where we see once, once Grogu's captured and what happens to him. And like you guys were saying, like, I, when Robert Rodriguez was announced as a director, I was expecting an episode like this from him. Yes. Yeah. 
I think he did. Um, did he do Desperado as well mm-hmm. with yeah. Antonio Banderas, which is like a huge shoot 'em up yep. western type thing? Uh, so like I was expecting something like this, and I thought he could have done. I thought um, Episode Four would have been a fitting one for him as yeah. well, which Carl Weathers ended up directing. A lot of action with the uh, the siege of the uh, Imperial base. Uh, so yeah, like an, an episode in that vein, I was definitely expecting from Robert Iriga. So this this fit uh, really well with that. And uh, most like most um, like melee combat that we've ever seen in Star Wars oh is, is uh, Jedi. You know, Jedi are the ones who fight yeah. without without blasters and things. But to see uh, just the raw power. Uh, that that Boba Fett probably honed once he lost the armor and had to kind of develop yep. new skills outside the armor and, and just the way he unleashed and, and utilizing the gaffy stick of the Tusken Raiders. Yeah. Um, and that's why, going back to like, why is he helping Din and, and why is he not, why did he not just take the armor and run sort of conversation you guys were starting? Um, he, I think, did some observing of of the Mandalorian from afar. Yep. I think he did some observing during season one, kind of like, let me check this guy out. What is he all about? Yeah. I uh, did some observing earlier in this season. And I guess he's decided that there's a, there's a connection with him and Din maybe. And he's not just going to like steal the armor back and run away. He, he wants to engage with Din. Um, and definitely I think the experience of, of his, uh, his defeat yeah, uh, on the sail barge and his his journey into the belly of the sarlacc uh, definitely uh, probably changes his perspective. Having a near death experience, you know. Yeah, it would have been a different story for Han Solo. Let's be honest; probably would have murdered him on the scene. But I think Luke, I think you're absolutely right because, yeah, we didn't we, we saw the the feet of 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 Boba right when when Finnick was there, presumably dead. Uh, we now know that was him, and and yeah, it, he wasn't just tracking that specific armor. Right when Din had it, I'm sure just like Din, Din's out looking for armor too. Whenever he finds, he's like, yeah, this is precious, and and he sticks out like a, a sore thumb, like we've talked about in the past. So obviously, Boba's probably hearing this information too. Some hey, yeah, there's some Mando armor here. Okay, I'm going to go check that out, and it's Din. Yeah, okay, he's got this child with him. He seems to be doing the right thing in these moments. Yeah, maybe, but then we find out all these years, I mean, even, you know, Clone Wars kind of said that, that Jango was not a Mandalorian, um, and maybe that was an angle they were going with back during the Clone Wars days, but that seems to have changed now, and it's just... You know, maybe those Mandalorians, and, and I forget who, who actually said that on Mandalore. It was like the, not the president. <laughs> he has some other chancellor or something there on Mandalore. He, he the specific, prime minister. The prime minister, mm-hmm. yeah. Specifically yeah. saying, you know, Django isn't uh, a Mandalorian, but now it seems like maybe he meant like a true Mandalorian or what he saw, what a true Mandalorian was. Maybe it was just the, 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 the poor Mandos who, who the don't have Mandos. the right armor or who aren't cultured or But or that's information like that. that was passed down to Din, who yeah. himself is not, if you want to speak of true Mandalorians. Yeah. Din considers himself a Mandalorian, right? He does, yeah. So, yeah. So, and yeah. he's saying that Jango Fett was a Mandalorian. So, 
there's some weirdness going on with what information is correct or, mm-hmm. you know, who's reliable to get that information from. Cause yeah. I was thinking earlier, like, don't forget where it didn't came from. Mm-hmm. Not always the most honest group of people, I yeah. think. Yeah. So, I mean, there could be some misinformation to kind of change the narrative for them a little bit, but yeah. I think there's a big question going on in the chat right now about why didn't Boba Fett just take that armor from Cobb Vanth? But, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't have an answer for that. There was no but. I truly don't know. Well, that's but that's Cobb Vanth was doing the right. He, he mentioned him by name, so he's obviously been watching for a while that situation for a while. But he saw Cobb Vanth. Some, that's what I'm saying. Something's. It's not just as simple. You could easily just say, you know, he's been tracking the Mandalorian. He's been tracking Din. He he knows this foundling story about his father. And this Mando never takes his helmet off. He seems to handle himself in a very similar way. I'm not going to hurt, harm him, whatever. But there's something else that's happened to Boba Fett that he has allowed Cobb Vanth to wear this armor. He could have very easily taken out Cobb Vanth and, and faced no resistance from anyone. But he seemed to be doing something good for this community. So I'm going to let that go. I'm making my, I, I survived a Sarlacc pit. I got time. I got time. Uh, maybe he's immortal now i don't know maybe that's something the the saliva of a sarlacc does i have no idea if you survive you just gain immortality maybe maybe that's the ultimate test maybe the sarlacc is really a bindu hey i heard this yeah. oh the you're bindu. welcome mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i heard that the sarlacc is gonna get really trendy soon so there will probably be a line phrasing was that a, a sexual reference i guess or? he one of the sarlaccs got yeah. blown up so who phrasing again who knows? yeah phrasing again there um yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't, something there's something deeper there. That's what I'm saying. There's something deeper there with Boba Fett when you look back on what we know in the Mandalorian now. And I think he could have just said, "Yeah, that other guy who had my 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 uh, my armor back in that town." No, he said Cobb Vanth. He's been he's probably been hanging around the town for a while. And I mean, Cobb Vanth wouldn't know him from from you know from Moses. Like so, another biblical reference there for you, Holly. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, so yeah, I think it's a fascinating question and is, it's so funny too. We were talking about that fight scene, um, with Boba Fett and it was so epic. They made a point to have Tamura Morrison without the armor doing really amazing things, almost just to validate. Yeah. You, you all thought he was a little pansy in that armor and he just kind of nodded and he had cool gadgets and they didn't do shit. Well, that guy was a freaking killer underneath and you could take the armor off and he'd still whoop your ass. Also, yeah. let's talk about how it's been 25 years since he's had the armor on and he used it. Oh, God. Beer in the eye. <laughs> I hope that's I recorded. I thought you were just crying tears <laughs> of Michelob. Oh, tears. Big lobs, so yeah. Emotional. That was crazy. That's never happened. It must <laughs> um, be that, that, that uh, yeah. Yeah, ahead, sorry. That, that light beer. Coming back at you. Well, what were the beers that they had the thing that you could pop on the back of the tab that would like it helped it like funnel out better? Maybe that's what they're missing here. Excuse me. I think that was a course thing, though. <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, Sorry. Anyway, it's been so long since he's had this armor on, and as soon as he put it on, it's like he never lost it. Oh, I know. Yeah, right. Like it's just like riding a bike for him. Yeah. yeah. He knew his way around it. He remembered exactly where. And he yeah. when he showed Din at the end, and he pulled up the. What did he call it? It was almost like his family tree, right? Of the armor, I think. Something like that, wasn't it? Luke? Chain code. Chain yeah. code, yeah. Yeah, the chain codes were referenced uh, in season one with the bounty pucks and everything, mm. too. So, a yeah, chain code, it's like a, it's a social security number of the galaxy or something. Yeah. Do you, so, so, here's something. 
is is there something else here? As much as we've kind of explained Boba, you know, wanting to do right by 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 the Mando here in Din, could there be something else there? Finnick definitely was kind of hesitant. She's like, God damn it. I owe Boba. Bobo's this guy. Yeah, I'm on board, I guess. But, like, could he want to just know more about the foundlings and learn more about this history? Like, what is there something else there? Or is this Boba Fett's a good guy now? Holly? I'm sorry. I can't get past you saying. The beer in the eye? No, the F- Fennec saying I'm bored, I guess. I don't know. That was just really Wait, funny. I said I'm bored, I guess? Isn't Am I drunk? Uh, no, I don't remember that. <laughs> okay. It might be the Michelob in the eye. Maybe that's <laughs> like a direct, like, you know. Can like, you... Yeah, no, go ahead. I, I think alcohol to the eyeball, I think it really, I think it, 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 it gets to your blood a lot <laughs> quicker. quicker. Yeah. Oh, okay. Can you repeat the question? Oh, I don't really remember. Luke, maybe you oh, got it. I, yeah, I got something for you. I, I think this is a really, like, deep um, analysis we can do on Boba Fett makes this character, which was cool and has such a following Mm -hmm. from his cool factor. Like it gives him all these new layers. And I think I referenced him from the shot we saw in episode one. I got a real dances with wolves vibe from him. He's this guy who um, sort of uh, relates to a different culture to sort of, rediscover himself. Yeah. And I think that's hinted at by the fact that he has the gaffy stick from the Tuscan Raiders. I think he, when he managed to crawl out of the Sarlacc pit, he must have had a lot of reflecting to do. Like maybe he was like, I've been working for these gangsters and Imperials and, and look where it got me. Yeah. And maybe I need to take a different path and I need to discover my uh, warrior heritage a bit more, and he maybe connected with the Tuscans. Took his time. Maybe he did. He knew where the armor was for a while, but felt yep. like I haven't earned it back yet. That's right. I, I don't deserve it right now. So let me go on this journey. Let me f- figure out what my purpose is. What you know, what I should do. Let me reconnect with um, you know my father's ways before he just became a bounty hunter for criminals and, and yeah. so on. Um, cause yeah, they mentioned like Django fought in the Mandalorian civil wars. I think this, this hints so much at like you, you both touched on it, like the, the disagreement and the constant, uh, battle of what it means to be Mandalorian that's happening in universe yeah. uh, amongst those people. They're, um, constantly fighting about what it even means to be them. And there's this split in the culture. Uh, so all that stuff is just like took this cool design, which, by the way, Boba Fett's first appearance was the the holiday special in 79, and Amen. I would argue that cartoon was the best Boba Fett action we got Preach. until now. <laughs> Preach. The best so, action figure, uh, too, back in the day. You know, a little rocket you could pop off, it could yeah. shoot. Mm. And so just, like, it's amazing to me to start with that, just all he looks cool and he looks menacing and he, look, he has gadgets and that's fun, um, to now given what we saw his background in the prequels and in clone wars and into now it's um there's so much more there that we can discuss latch on to learn from it it, we can and and it makes it makes me happy that we didn't get a boba fett standalone because yeah there's a story there there's something there but when you when you put it in the context of what we know now in this show and what 
the idea of a Mandalorian is and what that what that planet and those people have gone through and how many different ideals there are about what it is to be a man. I, I, it fits so much better in, in, in this story and not just Boba Fett coming back and, and like, what's he... There's just so much more depth to it. Holly, I, you would have been... I mean, salivating for a Boba Fett show, um, but but are you, are you liking that? It feels like they've taken these original ideas that they had for standalone films, stand whatever they were. Gonna, they were going to do a Yoda movie. They were going to do a Boba Fett movie. Mm-hmm. They've taken concepts, I'm sure, from both of these projects and maybe other things, but they've made such a comprehensive you know deep story now that it's just more complex than we ever would have gotten with with standalone things about these characters you know yeah it would have been cool if both survived like you know in the expanded universe but he just gets back into the crime world yeah but i like what luke's saying he's stripped down to nothing yeah his dad served some bad people where to get him headless i mean where did they get where to get Django in a sarlacc pit yeah yeah I think that there are a lot of layers to Boba Fett, but I mean. Well, yeah, we know that because he survived a Sarlacc pit. He's peeled a lot of layers off there That's and gross. the armor. Yeah, you're right. But so, I mean, yeah, I think in the beginning, I think in season one, I know we talked about this a lot and it was kind of hard mm. to see how Boba Fett would have any role yeah. in this kind of a show. But I think that the way that they're writing it, it kind of makes sense because, like you said, Boba Fett's kind of stripped down to nothing. He didn't have his armor. This was a mm-hmm. good way for him to come into the show, get his armor, didn't get some help tracking down the child again who he has lost. Mm-hmm. And I just, I think, you know, maybe there also is something to be said for this isolation that Boba Fett was in. You know, I feel like as a human, you still kind of feel the need to connect yeah. to people and what a better person for him to actually connect to and try to build some sort of relationship with would be Din Djarin, another Mandalorian. I know that there's a lot of people who are questioning Boba Fett's motives and why he's coming into this, but honestly, he already got the armor, so I don't know, like, what else it is that he could want. If he wanted the Beskar from the spear, he could have stolen that from him and left in to die, so... I mean, at this point, personally, I don't see him having any bad motives for wanting to go and help Din get the child back. Yeah. I could be wrong. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm loving what they did. Uh, color me surprised. I, I did not think it was going to work out like this. I did not think it would work well like this. I felt like it was an appearance. He gets the armor back. Oh, it's cool. Like he looks really badass, and, and, and he's out, but man, they, they've, they've, they've just changing Django's backstory. It maybe wasn't, you know, it, it's just a different perspective on it. You know, it, it, he's been a Mandalorian all the time. It's just, how do you look like, what is a man? How do you define Mandalorian? It's just, it's made, it's made Boba that much more dynamic. And, and it's just, what a great story. And I love that we're setting up these kind of just like working class Mandalorians. I love it. They don't come from some fancy house, you know, ruler. I love it because the Clone Wars have just made Mandalore out to be just like these, you know, these, these rich houses just battling out for power. And it's like, what about these foundlings? These guys who just, they don't know what the, what the, the past, the true past of Mandalore is. They, they, they're trying to find their own way. I think it's awesome. And maybe they will rule Mandalore. Who knows? What, how is Boba Fett going to react to seeing the Darksaber? That's going to be crazy. Yeah, what if that he's is the true Mandalore? <laughs> 
I, I mean, it's just, it's bananas. Yeah. It's bananas. Well, the, the Darksaber leads us to sort of the, the two big things of the episode we haven't talked about yet. Mm-hmm. One, the destruction of the Razor Crest. And then two, uh, you know, yeah, Grogu's capture and uh, little chat with, uh, mm. with Moff Gideon. <laughs> I thought the Razor Crest destruction was probably the biggest, you know, tragedy revelation in this show because. We're not getting that thing fixed anymore. No. Let's go. Let's go. Because people love that ship so much. And they just, um, they recently released that um, that Hasbro really expensive uh, replica of the ship that's sized to the action figures. Um, So like this. It looks really cool if you watch the video online about it. Um, it shows you all the compartments that open up, and it's like looks like the real deal inside and out. That's pretty amazing. Um, so to, to like go and just blow it up like that, it's like oh wow, you, you know you built a following for this ship. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and then, it, but it, it led to a really touching moment with the fact that the the little ball that Grogu loves so much survived uh, the. Yep. I know. The explosion, and he finds it there in the wreckage. That was a, that was like a little heart wrenching moment there. And just to confirm, the ball was not made out of Beskar, which it, was the it other likely thing. was. <laughs> so, and maybe that's why he likes it so much. I um, I at first laughed. This is gonna sound terrible. Yeah. I kind of well, like you like destruction and violence. All it's been established. <laughs> I mean, there's no reason to hide behind this wall of I'm a decent, you know, loving, soft human. <laughs> okay. I yes. So I laughed a little bit when the ship blew up and Nettie just said in the chat the Mon Cal can fix it again. Oh not I this said, time. I literally looked at Michael and I was like, Well, I guess they're not gonna do another shoddy job fixing that ship again. Yeah, never. But if there was a ship that he was going to get on after the destruction of his own ship, I guess it would make sense that it's slave one. Because I yep. said to Michael earlier, I was like, honestly, like the two ships that seem to have at least to my knowledge, I don't know a lot about Star Wars ships, so to me, coming in without a, no- a lot of knowledge about the Star Wars ship, the two ships that seem to have lasted the longest yeah. are Slave One, now we know, yep. and the Millennium Falcon. Surprised it hasn't made an appearance. Not yet. It will. But I just feel just like wait. if there was going to be a ship that would be reliable for him to get on, I guess it would be the Slave One now. Yeah. I actually, when you guys were talking about the Razor Crest, I had an awesome idea for uh, the Star Wars Photoshop guy on Instagram. He does all these uh, Photoshops of like new Star Wars yes. Lego sets and it could just be the Razor Crest and it's just a pile of dirt. You're pile, welcome. A pile of Legos. Yeah, a Lego dirt. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like That's that's it. That's the joke. So, yeah, you're welcome, uh, Star Wars Photoshop. But, uh, yeah, it just... I, I, I've given, you know, the Razor Crest a lot of grief and all the pit stops we've made, but it's about time that hunk of junk has been destroyed so junk. we can get to our mission and get something reliable. Why don't you want something reliable? Um, but you need we'll, to be able we'll to see. afford it. Well, I, I guess you better get that, that asset Wait back. a second. After yeah. I, family, I started reading Lost Stars last night. Let's go. And right off the bat, the first thing that you have to understand is that not everybody in the galaxy can afford a ship. They can't. No. So I would imagine mm-hmm. that a reliable ship would be even more expensive. Yeah. Um, Scotty said the beam that takes out the Razor Crest reminds me of Captain Marvel coming into the atmosphere. The way the lighting was shot was amazing. I, I agree. It, it, there's definitely some Marvel feel to the, the hand-to-hand had more of a kind of, 
you know, these kind of shoot 'em up, you know, shows and movies we've talked about, and kind of a, a Sin City kind of, I don't know, Kill Bill vibe. Uh, but man, those flight scenes, like like Scotty mentioned, that beam mm-hmm. coming down for a second, I was like, God, not another Death Star. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I thought for a second. Not another Death Star. Um, but it did. It felt like it felt. It, it yeah. just was very reminiscent of that. And then. Um, the dark troopers coming in felt oh a lot gosh. like Iron Man. It was as if there were four Iron Men coming down to the planet, uh, it, which is <laughs> it's a game changer. Those things were cool, and, and I don't think that's the last we've seen of them. Um, but boy, they look menacing. I'm not sure how mobile they are. They they seem to you know get around a little slow, but I, we st- they could still be made out of Beskar. They, they could fly. still they fly, which is what? huge. They fly now. They fly now. <laughs> Um, I don't know if Dark Troopers did back in the Dark Forces days, but uh, I don't think they did. Um, but that was such a John Favreau, hey, let's put some some jetpacks in their feet. Like, that'll be sweet. I was also, like, surprised. Fennec was like, you need to go to your ship now, to Boba. And he, like, went to his ship, and then he was like, I'm going to go all the way up and see what this is. It was a little surprising because I'm like, you got all these scanners. Like, how do you not see through the clouds that there's a giant freaking starship there? I, he I don't... could apparently track Din all the way to this planet, but <sighs> he just... didn't know there was like a. Well, the other funniest what? thing he said was that he's like, this the Rep- they're the the Empire's back. I'm like, uh, they just sent you know three dozen stormtroopers at you. Of course they're back, Luke. Were you were you like, what the hell are you talking about, Boba? <laughs> Yeah, that's a lot. I mean, it was a great shot to have the slave one so go above the clouds and, and to get a nice look at that cruiser. So um, sick. But yeah, it did seem a bit redundant because they just fought a bunch of stormtroopers. Yeah. And I think there was there was a shot before that of Din using his like helmet scanner stuff to look up into yep. the sky, and he saw the outline of the ship. Yeah. yeah. I believe. I believe that was before. So it's like, yeah, they already know that. But I yeah. think it. It wasn't about the revelation. It was about, let, let's make this look cool. Let's see some more of the yeah. Slave One flying, and let's get this nice, you know, nice lit shot of the the cruiser. So, I, I mean, it was great visuals. So, like, I'm not going to knock it because it was redundant just cause, yeah. because it looked cool, and, and that was a fun experience to see. It was really cool. That makes me wonder, yeah. does, it feel, does it feel like, the Mandalorian technology maybe has not advanced very much in 25 years because I feel like oh. Boba Fett had all this cool stuff in his armor and Din didn't really yeah. use much of it, but I feel like they don't really have too many different things. Well, it, it, yeah, he's got, yeah, Boba was ahead of his time. You know, it, it, Django didn't have all that either. So, so Boba's done some stuff here. We're not, we're not giving Boba enough credit, but I think you're right. Uh, maybe he's kind of the, 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 the new techie kind of age um, but yeah, it felt, it was kind of silly, but he, he did say so himself. He's like, Finnick, no, I'm, I'm looking at this thing with my own eyes. It's like, maybe he didn't trust the, the technology he needed to confirm the empire's back. Yeah. We just killed 36 troopers, but maybe they're just kind of doing their own thing. No, they, and they said, they sent dark troopers down. Obviously it's a freaking starship up there yeah. for the empire, but he, he also mentioned, no, I'm not, this isn't a spice high or something. <laughs> he said something like that. I'm like, ah, cool. So Mando's, Mando's know, been down that road. Spice high. Yeah. You know what else was kind of weird? He had a detox there in the Starlock pit, honey. We like, <laughs> we, yeah. A shaman. Remember last time you were like. Well, he found one yeah. in the Starlock. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. He, he needed a young priest and an old priest down there. Hey, you know what? He had to get the toxins out. You got to go to the sauna or the Starlock pit. Nothing will sober you up faster than being literally dissolved alive sweat it out so i feel like 
the dark troopers were kind of like <coughs> they look super badass and they looked extremely yeah. intimidating, but they he set four of them down just to pick the yeah. child up off the rock so that nobody else was on. Yeah. And then they went back up. They're like, that felt kind of anticlimactic for me. Well, I mean, that's just, but hey, they, they're, you know, it's high tech. You can't risk loot. Probably only got a limited amount of those. Probably not getting any more of them. Um, at least until maybe we get the, the baby. Michael but, thought maybe they were made out of Beskar. I, yeah, I think that would be a nice, a nice little, hey, Beskar is pretty prevalent nowadays. What's going to happen now? So let's melt that down and make some troopers out of it. I, I don't think that's too far-fetched. Um but, yeah, I don't know, just a nice menacing factor there. He'd already known that he'd kind of – there's three people down there, and we got them all distracted with the stormtroopers. Let's send a few down there, low profile, um, in case anything goes wrong. Also, like, why why didn't Din use his rising phoenix to go up to the top of the mountain faster to get the child? I don't know, Holly. That's a great question. Hey, speaking of jetpacks, we were talking about jetpack, right? Yeah. Boa's well, got to get that thing looked at. <laughs> Okay, because it worked. It worked well. Now, Boba, remember what happened decades ago. That thing failed you, man. So, never again. He said, "Never again." Uh, but he he looked to to run that jetpack pretty easily. But you're right, Holly. I don't know. I don't know. But look, one of the we didn't we missed the cool scene of the entire episode, which was the Mando flying with Baby Yoda. He said, "We're gonna have to go with the windows down." And then little Baby Yoda's ears are just flying back. Get him some goggles. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God, Holly. Why don't you write the freaking episode? <laughs> yes. Next time, he's going to have to get it. Well, next time, if we ever get the baby back. If he's not dead. <gasps> okay, somebody else in the yeah. chat said that. I think it was Rob. He was like, Grogu's going to die. Excuse Rob's making Transformers connections. Me. So, who knows? I don't know. But, um, so, yeah, I mean, and I don't know if we were that surprised, you know, that Baby Yoda's getting taken it seems, you know, especially with the opening scene, that something bad was going to happen. It's called the tragedy. Holly's like, maybe he witnesses Order 66 there, and that thing makes a lot of yeah, sense. Yeah, I thought that the tragedy, well, I thought that the tragedy was going to be the unveiling of what actually happened during Order 66 yeah. to Din. Yeah. To cut, and I felt like that would have been an actual, like, I mean, what happened in That'd this episode crazy, was a tragedy, yeah. but I felt like the tragedy could have been something that had already taken place, which from Din's point of view now would have been what happened to the Jedi during Order 66, and he would yeah. have been able to see it through Grogu's eyes at the temple, and that's what I wanted to have happen in this episode. Can I add on to your theory there? Uh-huh. He witnesses Order 66, but he sees Anakin slaying all these younglings, and then he says, that's a Jedi doing that? This little guy can't join them. Pulls him out of there. Says, never will I let him train with a Jedi. Because he knows what he remembers. What Ahsoka would have been said. Epic. Yeah, that nice lady said that this is what happened. That nice lady. There was a bunch of things he said this episode where it's just the Mando's just a good old fashioned guy. He's just like the nice lady. This. Uh, let's throw the ball. Let's play some catch. Let's throw around a little bit. Um, I, I'm just. I'm. I'm loving this kind of new face that we're getting with the Mandalorian, a little softer side, but but not his actual face because he won't take off his helmet. Not yet. Well, we, he already has. Holly forgot about that episode. Maybe she had a few, one too many, you know, margaritas that night. I don't remember. But he did take the helmet off at one point. I mean, for like a very brief moment. Yeah, you're right. But maybe we go helmetless. For you a while. don't see his yeah. face in that scene, though. Holly, Holly, Holly. There it is again, guys. I can't make this stuff up. I, she was drunk or something happened that night. I don't. She, maybe she missed the episode. I don't know. Very big episode, Holly. 
we're gonna have to go back and watch it. I guess that's so. what we're doing tonight. We're gonna watch rewatch that episode because Holly's just like I haven't seen that handsome face. Well, he didn't look his best, but he was dying. Oh, I guess not. Spoiler alert. I'm like, in case you didn't finish the season now, I'm not sure if you actually <laughs> saw it or not, so I won't spoil too much. But uh, can, can we talk about, am I the only one? Baby Yoda, Grogu, I'm sorry. Grogu, not Groku, Grogu, is snatched. Shot up like freaking Iron Man and his friends. And he's like, they got the kid. Okay, Mando, you have a jetpack, right? Wait, Nettie reminded us that he actually left the jetpack. He jet took pack. it off. That was... Nettie, great freaking pull, because the camera made it a point to sit there on the freaking jetpack for five seconds leaning up against that rock, and we should have known better. Damn it. Never take your jet... That should have been the whole mantra of the freaking foundlings, not never take your helmet off, never take your jetpack off because you never know when the hell you're going to need to freaking skyrocket out of there. What the hell is the helmet going to do? Nothing. If you can rock it out of any situation, come on. Should we have just written the show? I mean, now that we're picking out all these little inconsistencies, I'm upset. It's just, it's going down a notch. on. No. I, I just, maybe I'm done with the Mandalorian. Maybe we need to get better writers in there. I'm kidding. But it's just like, yeah, why did, ah, Dan, I hope he learns. I hope he learns. Nettie was like, I only remember because I was frustrated the whole time. Yeah, because when he saw him lean up against the rock, he said, put it back on. Like, I mean, anyway. Well, now he knows. Now he knows these dark troopers have, you know, jetpack feet. Uh, so they can just, you know, he, he'll keep it on at all times. Yeah, that's terrifying. Yeah. It's not like they can lose their jetpack and not be able to fly they can just fly whenever whenever they want or just remove a leg and i'll be honest a little more realistic than uh than uh, iron man too because i liked like about 60 feet off the ground they like turned and and just kind of came like like an actual rocket ship like an actual rocket would have to do yeah um so that was cool i I was super down but yeah I, i mean is it just me? Luke, did you want a little more reaction out of Din? I mean, it was just kind of a matter of fact, like, they got the kid, okay, we're going to go get the band back together, we're going to save this son of a bitch. Like, am I asking for too much? Has that moment just not happened yet? Maybe it was an homage to uh, to Leia's muted reaction to the destruction <laughs> of her home planet. <laughs> you know, she Well, he's gone. Uh, Time to move on. She doesn't seem to bat an eye too much at the yeah. explosion of her entire world. True. Uh, yeah, no. It, it, like, uh, dropping to his knees. Uh, could have sit there maybe a little bit. Uh, but we've never... I, I guess he, he always plays it cool. That's his, his MO. We don't usually yeah. see him get uh, too worked up. You know, he's very even-keeled. Yeah. So... Uh, and this has happened before. Yeah. He, um, you know, Stormtroopers got a hold of Grogu last season. Yep. So this isn't the first time. So yeah, I think he thinks it's just stay calm and figure out how to get him back. That's you know, what, that's just that's the way what, he operates. That's what the dad didn't take in, right? I mean, Liam Neeson's just sitting there. He's on the phone with his daughter. She's getting kidnapped. He's like, need you to be calm. Give me a couple hours. And I'll come to this, this whole, the rest of the season is going to be like the movie Taken. I don't know. I guess some people. I like never saw it. No, I didn't. But I only saw, it doesn't matter. I, 
Not a Taken podcast. No, it's not a not Taken, a taken podcast. Two podcast. Although not I a guess Taken Three podcast. Technically, now because the child has been taken, yeah. it could be a Taken podcast. But he sent a hologram. He's like, "I will find you and I will kill you." <laughs> but Luke's right. I mean, also there are some people that are just like that. Like my dad. Yeah. My dad is one of those people. Oh, absolutely. You could be kidnapped, and he'd be like, eh, "Well, what are we getting for dinner? I guess I'll take no, care of that later." That's not what I mean. My dad just like. Everything yeah. is just like always on one level. Like, yeah, he's very absolutely. So, I mean, I guess it is possible that Dan is just that kind of person too. Well, and I was having a moment. I was like, I needed a little more from him in that moment. A nice tear out of the helmet would have been cool. But you, Holly, like you said, in the past couple episodes, he's gone through a lot. And not even just the past couple episodes, but this episode alone, we go to this new temple. He's already freaked out because yeah. his feelings about what's going to happen to this yeah. child. Is he going to be able to find someone to train him? Then he's yeah. going to have to say goodbye and what's going to happen to him. He can't help him like Jory said earlier. Plus, then they get there and then he meets Boba Fett and he yeah. learns it's Jango Fett's son and he knows yeah. who Jango Fett was. And then he has to give him the armor and then all these stormtroopers yeah. come in and they keep coming. There's this big battle and I feel like he's been trying to get the child out of this trance. He just like, I feel like he can't catch a break and there's so much yeah. happening so fast that that would be really overwhelming. And some people just shut down. Well, and you it's can, like fight flight or freeze. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it just, and you could tell that at the beginning of the episode, like he just kept repeating himself. Like yeah. this is the right thing. He's just like convincing himself. It's the right thing that I'm taking you here. The kid ain't paying attention to what the hell he's saying. He's playing with this little ball thing. He's just like, this is the right thing. They can train you. He's just saying all these things to reassure himself. And, and so I think you're right. It's just, it's a lot for him. Just that, like you said, that information about Boba Fett alone, it's just like, and yeah, for a while, like all my life, I thought that, you know, this is the way of the Mandalore and this and that. And then I'm finding out in just a couple of days that everything I knew is not necessarily wrong, but maybe not what I, you know, was taught. Um, or maybe some things have been, you know, withheld from from, from my understanding. So I, I think you're right. I, I'll give him some slack. But next time I need a little more emotion. I just need that fatherly. I mean, look. Bond. If your child yeah. is kidnapped by the Empire They'll three times, everybody. it's yeah, it's time to strap that guy to you or something. <laughs> Something's like, up. Get on the rock with him. Like maybe we need a, a you know the front baby backpacks, Luke. You know what I'm talking about this front. Ba- you, that baby ain't going anywhere. He's strapped in there. Get on the rock with him. You know, and maybe you would have those are some the best things. baby carriers to have. I think so. Not the, not the leashes. Luke, no. have you ever guys had the leashes? It's like it's got the cool animal backpack on the kid, but then there's a leash attached to him like an animal. I've thought about it, but I haven't <laughs> leashed the kids yet. You know, I've got I've got dog leashes if necessary. I, I, <laughs> hey, I wouldn't I wouldn't you know, I wouldn't bat an eyelash at that because it's like with this little guy, you know, puts the tether him to something. You know, we saw Ben Solo get tethered to the freaking Millennium Falcon, Holly, in that Star Wars short with the roly polies. That's true. So I we're made... tethering people to things, <laughs> tethering humans to things. So. I think he, I think that his dad just tied him up, which is really terrible. Kind of messed up. Canon, think though. About... Canon. Okay, wait. Not a great father. We knew that. No, he's <laughs> tying him to the freaking ship. We know that's not, that's the likely thing. You can have a dad like Han, or yeah. you can have a dad like Din. <laughs> Not two great, you know, not not great examples. But. Din's probably the best one that we've seen. In, Is he? Yeah, at least he cares. Is he tries. He? Yeah. He just doesn't know what he's doing. That's well, fine. So let's let's talk a little bit, you know, before we wrap things up, about a couple more scenes. The, the, we're on the ship. Um, 
and man, uh, remind me of the actor's name uh, uh, that plays Moff Gideon. Um, Giancarlo Esposito. Esposito, yeah. Man, I was picking up just some uh, Breaking Bad vibes in this 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 menacing, just like like there's there's times where he could turn it on. Oh yeah, he's the manager of the chicken place. And then he's a murderous son of a bitch. Like I could, I was it's just, terrifying. He's so good. Such a good villain. It's such a good villain. Such a good villain. And so he's talking to this baby like, oh yeah, that's great, but you know you get a little sleepy. I was just like, oh shit, it's going down. But it was just, I mean, Holly mentioned a good thing, uh, not a good thing, but a really interesting take on that scene with with Grogu in this in this <laughs> detention facility throwing these stormtroopers around and the stormtrooper comes in he's like I'm gonna stun him eh, give him a bit let him fester that dark side Holly's thinking maybe there's a, more of a purpose here it's maybe maybe it's not so much we just need your blood it's maybe we're developing oh, a villain yeah. here I thought I was like well maybe they don't need him I know they called him the donor yeah. earlier in the episode yeah. but then I feel like Moff Gideon get to see him actually like you the force which yeah. I don't feel like he had seen it before because I feel like Grogu is starting to I don't know I I don't know but yeah. I just I was like for a moment I was like if he sees him being able to use the force like this and he knows that he's just an infant mm-hmm. why wouldn't they take him and then train him in the dark side use him as a weapon well that's the thing I, I they may not know how to do that but I think you're right it's it's Maybe there's another purpose for this little guy, and we're just we're gonna, we're gonna let that I build mean, up a little bit. I feel bit. like, well, yeah, I don't know. Luke was he kind of poking at the, uh, the little dark side embers there, trying to stir up a let let him maybe not fulfill his destiny, but I, I can use this, you know, in, 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 a, in a pinch. Definitely reinforces the little bits of of that that we've had throughout the series with first the choke of Cara Dune mm. in season one and then Ahsoka saying there's a lot of fear in him and I, yeah. I can't train him, the attachment and the fear of loss. Um, it's too close to Anakin. Um, so, yeah, gosh, what a tragedy that would be. Talk about real tragedy. Jeez. You know, what if he does, you know, become fully consumed by the dark side and then we have, like, an old yeller wow. situation <gasps> Mando ends up putting him down. <laughs> no, like, yeah. He digs a hole, dark, puts him in it. Tragic uh, path, but I don't know. They, they keep they keep throwing it in there, so I think it's going to keep coming up as yeah. as the character moves forward, and we're going to see kind of what consequences there are to that. Could it end in darkness? I mean, it's going some something's going to have to happen. Does it? I don't know. We ultimate didn't... sacrifice? I, I just, I picture an ultimate sacrifice ending for Grogu. It's, I really do. I mean, it's going to have to be something. He definitely didn't speak to Rey at the end of The Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> you imagine? Maybe he did and we just didn't catch it. It was just like a little burp or something. I don't know. What's that noise that he makes when you say He's Grogu? He's like, Grogu, hmm? I, I can't do it. It's it's I I laughed so hard at the last episode. So I'm I'm really glad that that Den was going to kick out of that too because it's just it's an automatic reaction. It was just so good. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I I can I can see him making a sacrifice, like you know, kind of like Ben and Ray did with that force healing. We've seen him do it already, but like I don't know who's he going to have to save. Den. Who's he going to have to save? Is it going to be Din? Is it going to be someone else? I don't know. Ben Solo. 
I had such high hopes for you, Ben. <laughs> oh. I'm picturing Grogu and, and Ben kissing. <laughs> oh, this yeah. just isn't going to work out, Grogu. I'm just yeah. going to let you die. Watch out, Raylos. Now we have Graylos. I'll be honest. I would freaking love to see a young Ben Solo and a Grogu spinoff. I would be so down. <laughs> Sign me up. I mean, uh, the kid from Stranger Things, down. Let's do it. I should specify. He should play Adam or uh, Kylo Ren yes, or Ben Solo. Ben Solo. Uh, and, and Grogu should be his Padawan. Yeah. Is that too far fetched? No. How long was he in the temple? How long was was he in there long enough to take on a Padawan? Or did or did Luke say? Ugh, uh, I don't know about that. That didn't work out too well for for some folks in my family. Taking on Padawans, you need to focus on yourself. Talk about Anakin. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Did Ahsoka <laughs> turn him to the dark side? Probably. Probably. Wait, can you say that again? Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. Sky guy, if I hear that it's again. The Michelob talking The now. Michelobs are just flowing. Michael's got that 3.5%. Got 2.6 carbs, 95 calories. I mean, my freaking ass is thanking me. Uh, what is the what is the percentage on these, Holly? 4.2. Are you fucking kidding me? You nailed Whoa. it. Holly's been drinking a lot of Michelobs. We're still working on that Thanksgiving gift from our neighbor. Um, Holly's been slamming the Michelobs. She's like, can we get some non, you know, ultras and get the, the real stuff? <laughs> some 95 calorie bullshit. Okay. That was all fake. It's a pandemic, Holly. You get what you can get in the form of alcohol, <laughs> whether that's, you know, mouthwash or, or what else. Um, but <laughs> so uh, maybe there's some, some dark side stirrings there. Okay. Let's talk about Moff Gideon pulling out the dark saber. In front of Grogu. Flashing it in front of him. Just, ah, you remember something like this from years past? Why? What was the point of doing that if he didn't want to, like, I, don't, I just Because you got to have a, you got to have a, it's just how can we get a lightsaber in Star Wars for a second? It's just kind of like, like, uh, like Rogue One, like Solo, like, it's just, a, it's a, it's a, it's a flex, Holly. That's what, that's what, yeah, it's not a literal, well, kind of. <laughs> It's just that's what Darth Maul did. There was no point of pulling his lightsaber. And, We're going to be working a lot closer. <laughs> like there's no, it's a flex. It's Is like, it? oh, you think you're going to choke? Well, I'll stab you in the face with this. But he wasn't going to yeah. even, he wouldn't be able to kill Grogu. So, and I don't think that kind of intimidate. And it's like, I feel like Darth Maul used that as an intimidation factor, but I don't feel like Gideon's able to do that with Grogu, he wasn't scared of it. He He's was been like, in control the whole time. He was like, give that to me. Moff Gideon's been in control the whole time. And by God, it looked like he was deflecting the force there from Grogu. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he was just too tired, but it kind of looked like the, uh, Grogu was really working a force choke there, and Moff Gideon's like, ah, uh, uh, nice try. I think he was just tired. Maybe he's just tired. But I, he, I mean, I don't know. He was like flinging those stormtroopers around like they were nothing. I, I don't know. He's, yeah, it was it was taking it out of him. Yeah, but I mean, he just. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It, it's it's. We'll see how his 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 force and powers progress. But uh, Luke, I want to ask you just really quickly what what did what did Grogu see on that rock? I mean, what? As, uh, 
did he call out to someone or is this a learning experience? Like, what is this? Something happened for sure. Like, like I said, I, I didn't know if it was going to be kind of a letdown when we eventually got to Tython. I didn't think it was going to be, but I could almost see it like being a, a potential misdirection and something completely unexpected happens. But it kind of seemed like what was expected happened. We just don't know. Yeah what that was and I'm sure we'll get it I'm guessing in the finale of the season some hint at what it was yeah um he connected with someone or something um maybe he connected with with somebody who's already um um one with the force you know boy um Qui-Gon yeah maybe he connects with a Qui-Gon uh or Yoda or yeah uh, uh Anakin uh any of those to be possible. I still am leaning towards there was some connection with Luke. My Luke theory from day one yeah. of this season is still, I think, on the table. Absolutely. Um, so I think we're, but, you know, I think it's like 51% chance Luke and 49% chance one of those other, you know, one with the Force Jedi at this point. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what, just two weeks now until the season finale. And I think we'll get at least some, some hint at what that was. Holly, any thoughts about the, the yeah, Blu-ray shield? I do. I have some thoughts. Yeah. So I'm going to stick with my order 66 idea yeah. here, but I think that he had some sort of vision again of what happened during order 66. But I think that he saw some of the Jedi who were able to survive. And mm-hmm. so I think that he knows where those Jedi are. I don't know that he was able to reach out to one of them. Probably based on what Ahsoka kind of alluded to, I'm sure that there was a Jedi who felt Mm -hmm. him reaching into the Force. I don't know that somebody reached back, though. Yeah. But I think that he got... I think that he was able to see some of the survivors from Order 66, and I think maybe that's going to be a big turning point for him. I think it's going to make him not feel so alone because he knows there are other Jedi and there are other um, Force users out there Mm -hmm. who remember what happened. Yeah. Is someone going to answer the call? Or is he going to have to figure this out on his own? I don't know. It, It just, boy, I love how much this feels like Fallen Order. Yeah. I love it so freaking much. That whole rock scene and the glowing there on on the rock was just—it felt so much like Fallen Order. Because let's be Temples real, temples and 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 the use of the blue light. It just the blue light's a good one. <sighs> it, if this were if this yeah. were a cutscene, yeah, that was written in Fallen Order, he mm-hmm. Cal would have had a vision. It would have yeah. gone back to. His master mm. and his master would have in this moment had some lesson for him yep. that he would have remembered that would have helped him in this situation or the situation that he was about to go into yep. being captured by Moff Gideon. I specifically think of Cal in that temple. I think he touches some something he does takes him to that moment with his master. And it's the lesson of keeps on thinking his master did something bad or he's trying to kill him and, and really it's it is just a lesson. It's it's what he needs to move on from everything that's been holding him back. And that I think Din's gonna help in that journey, but someone else is gonna give him a nudge and say, You gotta let go of that. You gotta let go not necessarily of those attachments, but it's it's holding you back. 
it's, um, it's preventing you from, from really moving on and becoming what you're meant to be. Um, What's, does the group have anything specific? I want to know what people think. Yeah. Are they looking into the freaking portal? Is Ezra <laughs> Bridger looking back? No. And saying, holy shnikes, there's another one. I'm about to just pull this guy out of the situation. And then Ahsoka says, no, 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 no. You can't do that. No, uh, Jory said the Luke theory is definitely still on the table. Aaron said, I'm surprised we got that this episode, like yeah. everything going on with yes. the temple and all that. And Jory said, I agree. I predicted all this to happen minus the Boba part, but I thought it would be in the finale. Yeah. Which kind of leads me to the question if we, I feel like we have been having these huge revelations, mm-hmm. especially the past few episodes. I feel mm-hmm. like there's been big characters coming in. We're learning all this information. Yeah. So I feel like is. Is the season finale going to have a big bombshell? Or, like, did we already get that? Or is it going to bomb? We have no idea. No, you're right. It was very surprising. This felt like it was supposed to be the finale. But uh, we got to get that baby back now. Well, Wes said, final shot of the season is Sebastian Stan (laughs) as Luke Skywalker (laughs) showing up to Typhon looking for Grogu and no one is there. God. He just looks into the distance and the credit rolls. Can you? I would actually like to see black boots walking onto that rock area, and you just see one black glove. But not with a cape, because then people would be like, oh, it's Boba Fett again, even though he's whipped in Jaren. <laughs> no, I think if we're going to do Luke, I would love for it to be kind of like they did with Boba Fett, and you're just like, shit, are those Luke's black boots? Is that his black glove? Or is it, you know, someone else that wears black gloves? Like the rest of the galaxy. I, I think that would be cool. Yeah, maybe he's tracking. Who Everyone's tracking everyone. But we also forgot to talk about the most important part of this episode. I what know there that? were a lot of important parts. Bill Burr is back, bitches. And I am pumped for it. Holly rolled uh, her eyes and she's like, oh my God, I don't even think it's that funny. I don't. I think he's just hysterical. And I think this season has been missing comedy. And I think they said, you know what? We need to bring some fun back into this. And this whole heist thing, we're going to need some more moments. Like that, with that um, uh, or What was the guy? The blue guy? What was his species? Something like that. Um, it's more fun. We haven't had enough fun. Everything's felt so serious. It's like, oh, that was so epic. And Ahsoka and Boba Fett. Yeah, it's epic. But it's like, where's the fun? Where's the fun? We're missing out on the jokes. Luke, am I wrong? That was, like, the most shocking thing about this episode, No, Like, more so than the Razor Crest being blown up, that that character's coming back in the fold. I did yeah. definitely didn't expect that. No. And there's got to be, I'm thinking, like, only two episodes left. There's not a lot of time to spend yeah. busting this guy out of jail. No. So I'm thinking it's going to be a real quick thing. Yep. Like, it's not going to be a whole episode of busting him out of jail. Like, yeah. the, I, don't, I don't see if that's possible with only two episodes left. So I think it's going to be a quick hit at yep. the beginning. You know, maybe, um, you know, those cold opens we talked about, how this season have been a lot of, like, touching moments between Mando and Grogu. But now that they're separated, yep. now we can get back to that being, like, an action scene. So we could have a quick action scene of him busting Bill Burr out in, in the next episode opening and then just get to it. Like, he must have some purpose in mind for this guy. He must yep. think... Since he's a former Imperial trooper, he must be able to help in a real significant way going up against Moff Gideon and his Imperials. There's, there's got to be some really specific thing that the Mando has in mind for using him. Like, like uh, he, uh, It was really shocking. Is, maybe he's a master codebreaker. You know? 
just like the last Jedi. We need a master code breaker and maybe he is one. I don't know. But it's, I think it's hysterical that he's coming back. And I think you're right. I think, I think, uh, Cara Dune probably is going to say, yeah, I got a special assignment here. I need to interview this guy for some, uh, intelligence or whatever. And then she just sneaks him right out. And maybe it's quickly. Thanks. Like, why the hell are you helping me? And then Den shows up. He's like, you owe me. All right, cool. Um, but you know what I'm thinking? We're talking about like this was a, this felt like it could be a season finale like kind of ending it we all were kind of expecting to take a, an episode to chill out and then a huge epic uh, season finale they mentioned something about you know the, the the empire can't be here this is this is new republic territory oh yeah the outer rim and we see these the, we have those 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 x x wing pilots you know tracking din every so often right um, maybe there's a big confrontation that they're in the middle of. You know how yeah, Star Wars has these big battles, like you got Hoth going on, and then we have these little tiny moments with our main characters. I feel like it could be a big moment of Empire, New Republic, like you're in our territory, and there's this epic battle going on. You got the dark troopers. You got all this cool stuff happening, but there's a smaller little little battle going on with Moff Gideon, maybe Bo-Katan. Um, and, and our heroes now. I can't believe I'm saying Boba Fett's a hero, but yeah, our, our hero Boba Fett. Um, I can see something like it's that big a scale, um, and it has bigger consequences. It's just not this little story here, but there's something bigger going on, and we're kind of developing this 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 galaxy a little more because these little small references just why why even mention that? I, I don't know. It's kind of kind of interesting to me. So could be something big coming up. I don't know. I don't know. But, I mean, it's gonna have to be because I feel yeah. like. Bill Burr's on it. I know. That's what I'm no, saying. No, that's not yeah. what I was oh, saying. No. I just like, I don't know. That part was anticlimactic to me. I was like, yeah. who cares? Like, what is he going to bring to the next? Humor, Holly. Uh, the jokes. <sighs> I don't know. It makes me sad. That the Jar Jar impressions. Yeah, right? He does some good ones. Um, it just makes me sad that not a lot of people like that prison breakup. So that's one of my favorite Mandalorian episodes. I freaking loved it. Anyway. Anyway. That's okay. To each their own, Mike. To each their own. Holly, anything else in the chat going on? Anything else specifically we need to address? Or did we nail it? Um, Someone going to crack open another Michelob for me if we're going to go any longer. Sorry, guys. There was a lot going on in the chat. and Holly I had got hard... invested in the conversation. I did. Yeah. yeah and I'm so sorry. It As was you kinda... should. You got a difficult <laughs> task. I, I... It was, it was kind of hard to keep up because everyone was having such a really great conversation. I think that Good. we touched on everything. That everyone was bringing up, but if we didn't let us know, right. um, and I know this conversation is also going on on a few um, content warned um, posts in the group. Yep. So yeah, no, I appreciate you guys doing that. You know, be careful. I I, I really get on content creators that do that crap uh, starting at three a.m. So be be mindful of everyone. You know, make sure you. You give plenty of warning um, in those discussions just so you're not, you know, ruin it for a lot of people like Holly, who had the whole day off, who probably could have watched it 10 times if she wanted to, but chose to wait, you know, and not, you not, not uh, spoil it for me. So I'm such a good co-host. You're you guys. a fantastic co-host. So I appreciate you guys being kind to one another. Um, also, in, 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 in recent developments, our, our Patreon's got a little, uh, a little announcement for an upcoming uh, Bake Off challenge. Um, so if you guys enjoy uh, pleasant surprises and, and fun times, go check out the Patreon. You know, see if a tier is right for you. We just announced our uh, Holly, our inaugural uh, Ms. Gormanda's Bake Off challenge. 
That's right. For our Patreon members. So uh, that's everyone gonna... uh, in the community will get to judge. Yeah. Um, so it'll be super fun. Um, also, yeah. next Saturday, we should have done this at the beginning of the podcast, but we'll do it at the end. Hey, house war- uh, house housewarming. Housewarming. House, Still need to do that, but yeah, some housekeeping. <laughs> um, next Saturday yeah. is the book club. Come on. Um, next Saturday is the 12th. December 12th yep. is book club. So if you want to be part of that conversation, you got again, a lot check out, of reading to check do. out the Patreon. We're reading lost stars. It's yep. going to be fun. If you're not in the conversation then check it out a week after that. That's right. Uh, so all you, uh, cake decorating judges, you know, uh, brush <laughs> off your skills. You're going to be said, is chewy. The bake off taste judge. That dog will eat anything. That's actually not true. And we could have you send in samples and he could taste them. Mm. He's a pretty good judge of, like, toxicity. Uh, <laughs> I mean, maybe. Maybe not. Let's see. Yeah. If we did a Star Wars dog biscuit that I feel like... Oh, there you go. I feel like our dogs could all do a taste test. Yeah. Because I know Luke also has dogs, and I feel like we could do little Star Wars doggy <laughs> treats, and then we could see which ones are the... Pup favorite. That would be that would be very interesting. I, I can't imagine anything more, uh, you know, enjoyable than watching a dog eat a treat on film. I think that would be fantastic. But uh, <laughs> it's it's going to be fun, guys. And, and for you guys listening who are in the Facebook group, or if you're not in the Facebook group, get in there. There's, these kind of fun things are, are happening. And, and in a few weeks, we're going to do this Bake Off Challenge, and you guys are going to be judging our Patreon members' uh, baked goods. Um, whatever they may be. Um, so expect that shortly. And it is, uh, Holly, it's just a visual thing. There's no, you're sending cake to a P.O. box and people are going to go test it. This is all you're filming, you're, you're taking photographs I mean, sort listen, of challenge. If somebody does want to send a cake to a P.O. box, yeah. be my guest. Because I will make a P.O. box for you guys to send cake to and we will all yeah. divvy it up. It's phrasing it's galore there, but uh, super excited about that, guys. Um, uh, I'm going to get these guys together this weekend, and we are going to do a separate podcast. We've been talking about that, but The Mandalorian takes up so much conversation. Um, we're going to do a separate podcast uh, about our, our favorite comic books um, coming up and, and some other good things to discuss here. Some High Republic discussion that needs I to know. happen for some chapters that were released. There's so much to talk about, guys. Not enough time to do it, but we need to we need to hunker down. It's been a busy time uh, here in a lot of our lives, but we're going to make the time to get these discussions in and get them out to you guys. So I tell you this now, and you hold me to it. Expect another episode next week along with this live discussion on Monday. So um, anything else, guys? The silence makes fantastic podcasting. Uh, Guys, on behalf of Chewy Holly and Luke, we appreciate you stopping by and hanging out with us. I know it's late, but we try to to work this out for everyone uh, as, as best we can, so we appreciate you sticking around. Epic, epic discussion. Epic, epic uh, episode of The Mandalorian. I can't wait to see what else we have in store here in the next couple weeks, but... It's going to punch us in the face, especially with Bill Burr, you know, saving the day. Who knows what to expect, but a lot of fun is apparently going to take place. So, guys, I appreciate you. Uh, Stay safe out there. Take care of each other. And may the Force be with you all.